0: Mother, are post-40% bran flakes really the
1: best-tasting cereal of them all? Well, your father says so, and father knows best.
2: Yes, it's Father Knows Best, transcribed in Hollywood, starring Robert Young as father. A half-hour visit with your neighbors, the Andersons. Brought to you by Instant Sanka, the delicious coffee that lets you sleep and Post 40% Bran Flakes. Mother, next time you're choosing a cereal, remember, new Post 40% Bran Flakes give your family all the important keep regular benefits of bran in a cereal with a delicious new magic oven flavor. Insist on Post Bran Flakes, the cereal preferred and eaten by far more people than any other Bran Flakes. This weekend, get Post 40% Bran Flakes in the new family size 15-ounce package. They're good, and so good for you. When brown October rolls around, the air is crisp and clear, and hearts of men are happy in the twilight of the year. In Springfield, in the White Frame House on Maple Street, the Andersons are at breakfast. It's a beautiful day, bright and brisk and... Well, it starts out as a beautiful day anyway. Like this. Good morning, everybody.
1: Good morning,
0: What a day.
2: What a beautiful, wonderful day.
1: Mother. Just a moment, Betty. Here's your cereal, dear.
2: Thank you. Margaret, look at that sun. Look at that sky. Smell those golden leaves burning in the sunlight. Have you ever in your whole life seen a more beautiful day?
1: No, dear. Drink your milk, Kathy.
2: Take a breath of that air. Clear, cold, clean as a whistle. They can talk all they like about spring. This is the time of year that puts zip into a man. Pass the cream and sugar, Betty, please.
1: But if you
3: don't hurry, you're going to be late. Okay, Mom.
2: I tell you, it's weather like this that made America the greatest country in the world, that keeps America on its toes. It's weather like this that stirs up your blood, makes you want to get out and do things, climb a few mountains, jump over a few trees, makes you glad just to be alive.
0: Mother, now? All right, dear. Go ahead. Father, I need five (laughs) dollars.
2: Margaret, why is it that every time I come to the breakfast table, somebody suddenly discovers that he's short five dollars? Doesn't anybody in this family ever have enough money?
1: But father... Betty, let your father finish. Go ahead, dear.
2: When I was a boy, I had to stick to my allowance. If I needed an extra quarter, I had to go out and work for it. I couldn't just wait until my father was in a good mood and then announce that I needed $5. Money didn't grow on trees when I was a boy, and it doesn't grow on trees now. I give each of you an allowance, a very generous allowance, I might say. Ha! Kathy, be quiet. (laughs)
0: Hmm.
2: And unless there's an emergency of an unusual and unforeseen nature, I expect every member of this family to get along on the funds allotted to him. Now, is that understood? All right. Mother? All right, dear.
0: Father, I simply have to have five dollars.
2: Betty, I just finished telling you... Why do you need five dollars?
1: For a wig.
2: A wig? What's the matter, getting a little thin on top?
1: (laughs) Father. It's for her costume, Jim. She's going as Marie Antoinette.
2: She's going where as Marie Antoinette?
1: To Janie Liggett's. Janie's having a costume party tonight.
2: Doesn't Janie Liggett ever do anything but give parties? What's the matter with that girl?
1: Dear, it's Halloween, and she just
2: Janie thought... Janie Liggett can find more excuses for a party than Elsa Maxwell's press agent. <laughs> and why this sudden affection for Marie Antoinette? Why doesn't she go as Daniel Boone? I've got an old coonskin hat she can have for nothing.
0: <laughs> I'm going to be a devil.
2: Now, that's more like it, you see. Kathy won't even need a costume.
0: <laughs>
1: Mommy Kathy, darling, your father was only joking He hurt my feelings
2: Say, Dad Since when is Janie Liggett inviting Kathy to her parties? That's something new, isn't it? Dad
0: Kathy isn't going to Janie's party, Father It's a
1: costume ball for grown-ups, not infants Mommy Oh, Betty, I wish you wouldn't say things like that All right, Kathy, stop making faces and drink your milk
0: Well, she hurt my feelings, too
3: Say, Dad... Kathy
2: just said she was going to be a devil. Is somebody else giving a party?
1: (laughs) No, dear. Kathy and her little friends are going to play trick-or-treat. We're going to ring doorbells and get candy.
2: I don't think that's a good idea at all. Bunch of hoodlums going around threatening people into giving them ammunition for a stomachache. (laughs) (laughs) Kathy, you're not going to ring any doorbells, and that's final.
0: Gee whiz.
2: Say, Dad... Bud, will you please stop interrupting? Talk, 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 and you never say anything.
3: Uh, Gosh, nobody gives me a chance. All right, what is it? Well, I have to leave for school right away, and I'm going out with the fellas tonight, so could I please have a dollar?
2: No. Now, stop interrupting and let me finish what I was saying.
3: But, Dad...
2: For the last time, Bud, no. You get your allowance on Saturday, and it's got to take care of you for the week. You've got to learn to make your money last.
1: But, Dad... Jim... This is Saturday.
2: That makes absolutely no difference. If Bud thinks... (laughs) That is, isn't it?
3: Gosh, Dad, all I want is my allowance.
2: Well, why didn't you say so? Here, don't spend it all in one place.
3: Oh, thanks, Dad. Bud, are you going to a party tonight? No, not exactly. Joe Phillips bought a Zoom buggy, and we all thought we'd just sort of cruise around for a while. Well, I've got a better idea. We'll
2: celebrate Halloween in a safe and sane manner by going to the movies.
1: Oh, gee. Gee whiz, Dad. Jim, I don't want to make an issue Margaret, of it. Margaret, I but... will
2: not have the children running around the streets after dark. You know I don't approve of it.
1: I know, dear. But last night the paper said there was an epidemic of measles in Springfield. And I just All wondered All
2: right, then we'll...
3: we'll stay home. I have no objections. Holy cow. Everybody else can go out on Halloween.
0: I hope I get the measles. That's what I hope. I hope everybody gets the
1: measles.
3: Oh, Kathy,
1: you don't mean that. Your father is only doing what he feels is best.
2: You don't have to apologize for me, Margaret. I'm not going to have my children acting like a bunch of juvenile delinquents.
1: Father, you still
0: haven't told me. May I have five dollars?
2: When I was a boy, we had fun on
1: Halloween. (laughs) We weren't a
2: menace to the community. We did all sorts of things like... Taking
1: the the gates off fences.
2: Taking the gates off fences.
1: Letting the air out of people's tires.
2: Letting the air out of people's... We did no such thing.
1: Well, you were certainly blamed for
2: it. I was framed and you know it. I wasn't anywhere near the... I was, uh... Well, Halloween was a festive occasion for the entire family. We spent the evening together bobbing for apples, drinking apple cider, biting an apple on a string.
3: You're sure lucky somebody invented apples.
2: Very funny. Big joke.
3: Father,
0: if you'd only tell me... Betty, the phone's ringing. Oh, all right.
1: Mother, tell him how important it is. Jim, Betty really has her heart set on it. Oh, I'll let her
2: have the money, you know that. Why does she have to figure out such elaborate costumes? Five dollars for a wig. Say, Margaret, I haven't had any breakfast yet.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, dear. How would you like some nice poached eggs this morning?
2: Oh, I don't care anything at all.
1: It won't take a minute.
2: Now look, Bud and Kathy... There's no need to act as though the world had caved in. We'll have a lot of fun all by ourselves.
3: Yeah, I'll bet.
2: Well, we used to have fun together all the time, don't you remember? We'll play games, listen to the radio. Some fun. Well, of course, if you'd rather go to bed right after dinner. Uh, Who is it, Betty?
0: Janie Liggett, and I don't need the $5. What is it, dear? Is anything wrong? Oh, no, everything's fine. Janie's sister has
1: the measles, and the whole thing is called off. Oh, that's too bad, Betty. But I'm sure someone else will have a party that you can go to. Oh, that Janie's sister. With
0: 365 days to get the measles, she has to pick Halloween.
2: Margaret, how would you like to give a Halloween party?
1: Oh, Jim, there isn't time. Well, Halloween is tonight, I... Oh, I don't mean I... a
2: big party. I mean just a small, old-fashioned Halloween party, the kind we used to have years ago.
1: Oh, I don't know, dear. We, we haven't made any preparations. There isn't a thing in the house.
2: Well, you've got all day, and anyway, what do you need? A couple of dozen donuts, a gallon of apple cider, and you're all set. What do you say, Betty?
1: Oh, I
0: suppose so.
2: That's what I like, spirit, enthusiasm.
4: <laughs>
0: How about you,
2: Kathy? You mean just... Well, no. Suppose we invite some friends. Each of you may have two guests.
0: Hey, that'll be all right. How about that, Betty? I worked for three weeks on that costume, and now I'll wind up in my own cellar. (laughs) It's not a cellar, Betty. It's a playroom. Well, it's a cellar to me.
2: Yes, sir. We'll have lots of fun. Good old-fashioned fun and good old-fashioned refreshments. Donuts and cider, popcorn and candy, apples and nuts, chestnuts, walnuts, peanuts... How about it, Betty?
0: Can I invite Ralph and Billy Smith?
2: Sure. Invite anybody you want. How about asking Janie Liggett?
1: She can't go anywhere. The whole house is quarantined.
2: Quarantined for the measles?
1: I told you last night, Jim, the epidemic is really becoming serious.
2: Oh, well, we won't worry about it now. Let's finish our breakfast. And tonight, say, we could even have a square dance.
1: Father, could we
2: really? Well, I should say... Didn't you know I was the best square dance caller in Springfield? Oh, swing that gal from Arkansas. She ain't been swung since way last fall. Then cross the hall and swing Grandma. All oh, turn around and swing Sally Gooden. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret! I'm in the dining room. Yeah. Margaret, I met Hector Smith on the way home, and I... Holy jumping Jehoshaphat. What's that? What's what, dear? All that stuff on the table. What did they do, move the market up here?
1: Jim, after all, if you're going to have people in for a party.
2: Well, that's a relief. I thought maybe you'd ask him to stay for the winter. <laughs> Six, eight... Holy smoke, ten dozen donuts?
1: Twelve, dear. The children took two boxes downstairs.
2: Margaret, why? A hundred and forty-four donuts?
1: Well, Jim, you have to feed 22 growing children. 22?
2: I told them to invite six. How did it become 22?
1: Oh, like Topsy, I guess. It just grew.
2: Six gallons of cider, five pounds of popping corn, 12 quarts of milk, four cases of soda pop, six... Margaret, where are they?
1: The children? Oh, they're down in the playroom, fixing the decorations
2: decorations what decorations i asked him to get 6 kids to duck for apples who said anything about decorations
1: well the playroom did look a little bare and they just thought it was that...
2: supposed to be a simple little party just a few kids that's what i told hector and now look
1: jim you didn't invite the smith
2: well sure but i didn't know it was going to be anything like this and hector just had his teeth pulled and he looked kind of lonesome <laughs>
1: Jim, you know that Elizabeth doesn't fit into a thing like this. She'll spend half the night bragging about her Mayflower Stuyvesant ancestors. She'll make us feel as if she's slumming.
2: Well, I didn't know it was going to be anything like this. I, I told them they could ask two guests apiece. That's all I said.
1: Well, Betty couldn't ask Marion Swift without asking Grace Russell, and they both had dates. Margaret,
2: so... I want you to be perfectly honest and truthful. If we had spent a quiet evening at the movies. Wouldn't it have been worth a simple case of measles?
4: Hi there, this is Jerry Marshall. Say, wouldn't a steaming cup of coffee hit the spot right about now? You bet it would. And you know you can have that cup of coffee. Yes, even if coffee usually keeps you awake. You can have your coffee and still sleep tonight. If you make it a cup of instant Sanka coffee. You see, it's not the coffee itself that keeps you awake. It's the caffeine in coffee. But 97% of the caffeine has been taken out of instant Sanka. So you can enjoy a cup now or an hour from now and not lose one wink of restful sleep. And instant Sanka is all pure coffee, you know. 100% pure coffee with a wonderfully rich and satisfying flavor. So if you don't have Instant Sanka coffee on hand, add it to tomorrow's shopping list. Get the large economy-sized jar and save money. You'll like Instant Sanka's flavor. And you'll love the way it lets you sleep.
2: It's a gay evening in the white frame house on Maple Street. In the basement playroom, the children are raising a veritable tidal wave as they duck for apples. The teenagers are dancing to their young hearts' content. And upstairs in the kitchen, the adults, well, they're not doing so well. Elizabeth, I give you my word of honor. I didn't mean to do it.
5: Hector Smith. Don't you dare to speak to me again, not as long as you live. Jim.
2: Oh, come on, Elizabeth, it isn't that bad. I've
5: never been so mortified in my entire life,
1: not in my entire life. Elizabeth, this is cold, let me put it on. It'll make you feel so much better.
2: Oh, You got a piece of beefsteak, Margaret? That's good for a black eye, too.
5: Oh, How will I face my friends? What can I tell them?
2: Why don't you just tell them the truth? You were biting an apple on a string, and you zigged when you should have zagged.
5: Really, Jim? The humor of the situation escapes me completely.
2: Sure, you can't see your shiner. (laughs) Oh, Elizabeth, it's a pip.
5: To think that I... A stuyvesant on my mother's side should come to this.
2: Uh, Elizabeth, if
5: you'll just let me... You keep away from me, you you monster. Well, I thought you wanted me to let go of the apple. You planned the whole thing, Hector Smith. You planned the whole fiendish thing. Mother!
1: Elizabeth, please put this against your eye. It'll help, really. Yes, Betty? There isn't
5: any more cider. Well, send Bud up. We have another gallon up here. I told Hector in the first place I didn't want to come. A children's party, imagine. Me, Elizabeth Smith, at a children's party.
2: Well, you were having a pretty good time before it happened, Liz.
5: Jim, will you please not call me Liz? You know how I loathe that name. Jim.
2: I'm sorry, I forgot.
3: Where's the cider, Mom? Betty said you had some more.
1: It's right here next to the table, dear.
3: Okay. Uh, How's your eye, Mrs. Smith?
5: Oh, it's not well, Bud. It's not well at all.
3: Why, that show was funny. You should have seen the look on your face. (laughs) (laughs) Bud.
2: All right, Bud. Take the cider and uh, beat it.
3: Some party, huh, Dad? Yeah, boy, what a brawl. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Leave it to my son. He always manages to say just the right thing at just the wrong time. Mommy!
1: Just a minute, Kathy. Dear, see what Kathy wants, will you please?
2: Oh, probably another donut if I know Kathy. Don't go away, Heck. I'll be right back. Okay, Jim. Elizabeth, maybe
3: if I went out and bought a piece of steak or something...
5: Don't you come near me. Don't you even touch me!
2: (laughs) What's the matter, Kathy? Did they run out of donuts downstairs?
5: Daddy,
0: is it all right if I go to bed? I'm awful tired
2: Well, I guess so, dear Uh, Aren't you having a good time?
0: I don't know I feel sleepy And I hurt all over
2: Well, Kathy, uh, why don't you... uh, uh, Margaret!
0: Yes, Jim? Could I
2: see you for a minute, please? Why don't you lie down on the couch, Kathy? Mommy will be here in just a second
0: All right, Daddy
1: Jim, you know how upset Elizabeth is Did you have to... Why, Kathy, what is it? I'm
0: sleepy, Mommy. I want to go to bed.
2: She said she didn't feel well. She hurts all over.
1: Jim, call Dr. Simmons.
2: Oh, Margaret, there's no reason to get all excited. You Jim, don't... will you
1: please call Dr. Simmons? All
2: right, all right.
1: You're going to be all right, darling. Mommy and Daddy won't let anything happen to their little girl. Jim, please hurry. Well, I have
2: to find his number, don't I? Oh, here it is. 3890 3890. H U 3 8, nine, oh. Three, eight nine, oh. Nine... Oh.
1: Tell him she has a slight fever.
2: All right. She has? Uh, oh, hello, Dr. Simmons. Uh, this is Jim Anderson. Oh, fine, thank you. Doctor, it's... Uh, yes, she's fine, too. Thank you. Doctor, I... Well, they're fine. Except Kathy. She doesn't feel very well. Yeah, she says she's very tired. Uh-huh.
1: Jim, tell him about the fever.
2: Uh, Margaret says she has a fever. Oh, it does? I see. Uh, not for an hour, huh? You you couldn't possibly make it any sooner than that. All right, doctor. We'll put her to bed right away. Uh-huh. Yes? Yes. In the meantime, I'll send all the kids home. Your what? Your what? Oh no, doctor. Dr. Simmons, you can't do a thing like that. It isn't human. Dr. Simmons. Dr. Simmons! Dr. Simmons?
1: Jim, is it measles?
2: That's what he thinks. And, Margaret, we'll all be quarantined for a week.
5: Now, Margaret, you just leave everything the way it is and go up to Kathy. Go on, now. Shoo. Elizabeth, I... I said shoo. I've got two perfectly healthy men here to help me, and we've got a lot of things to figure out.
2: Go ahead, dear. Kathy will feel better if you're with her.
5: But, Jim, there are so many things to do, and all these children... Oh, well, we'll figure
2: it out, honey. You, you go on up to Kathy. <sighs> Margaret, you know you're not doing anybody any good down here.
1: No, I, I guess I'm not. I'll go upstairs, but please call me if you need any help.
2: All right, dear, we will. Now... Jim, I didn't want to say anything while Margaret was here, but what are we going to do with those kids? I know what I'd like to do with them. <laughs> Yeah, you know, sometimes they got laws against the most sensible things
5: If you two great brains are through with your little jokes, we'll get down to work
2: Elizabeth, you know, this is the first time I've ever seen you this way I mean, with your sleeves rolled up and your hair let down It looks good Well, thanks She'd look even better without that
5: shiner (laughs) You and I will go into that later, dear In the meantime, let's see now Twenty-two children and four adults. Hmm. That means sleeping space for twenty-six. How many beds do you have?
2: Five, without Kathy's.
5: Hmm. Be a little crowded, wouldn't
2: it? (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's always a
5: couch. Well, we have four beds, including the one in the guest room, so that makes nine.
2: Wait a minute. You're not going to all the trouble of bringing four beds over here, are you? Well, gosh, Jim, they certainly won't do anybody any good in our
5: house. We can't expect those children to sleep on the floor. Not for an entire week. It'd be criminal.
2: Put all that trouble and inconvenience? Jim,
5: they have a wonderful new invention called the telephone. Hector is going to use it in the morning and call the moving company. Right, Hector?
6: Right. Mm-hmm.
5: Tell them where to pick up a key and have them bring all the beds over here. Right. Then tell them to empty the linen closet. We're going to need every bit of linen in the house before we're finished. Right. Sheets and pillowcases and towels and everything. Do you have that?
2: Right. That's a doorbell. Right. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Jim. It's probably the doctor. Oh, yeah. Look, heck, don't do anything until I get back. Don't worry about us, Jim. We got everything under control. I don't know. You learn the strangest things about the strangest people at the strangest times. Oh, hello, Dr. Simmons. Oh, Jim. Kathy upstairs. Yes, doctor. I'm sure it's nothing serious, but if you think there's anything... You stay here. But, doctor, don't you think I... I have enough trouble with mothers. Can't stand fathers. Well, the least he could do is let me... After all, she is my daughter, and I've got as much right to be there as... What does Doc say, Jim? Anything more than measles? He wouldn't even let me go upstairs fine doctor he turned out to be.
5: Jim, I think we've got everything arranged. We'll have to sleep in shifts. But at least everyone will get a good eight hours rest and a comfortable bed.
2: No, that's fine, Elizabeth, fine.
5: We're going to put all of our beds and linen in the playroom so we don't get things mixed up. And then we'll make that the boys' dormitory.
2: Elizabeth, this is no time to bother Jim with anything like that.
5: Hector, the less Jim thinks about Kathy, the better it'll be. Now sit down, Jim, and drink this while it's hot.
2: Oh, oh, thank you very much, Elizabeth. I... I don't know how to thank you and Hector enough.
5: Oh, poppycock. What are friends for if they can't help out once in a while? Now, are you going to sit down or do I have to knock you down?
3: You, uh, better sit down,
2: Jim. She can get pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she can, Heck. Ah, uh, the kitchen. That's where they generally administer to the needs of the suffering father. Doctor, is she all right? Hello, Hector. Mrs. Smith. Well, what happened to
5: you? I ran into an apple. <laughs> doctor, is Kathy all right?
2: Of course she's all right. I just wish they'd invent a gadget to let parents know the difference between measles and a good old-fashioned bellyache. What? She didn't need a doctor. She needed a stomach pump. How about a glass of cider?
3: Well, really...
2: Wait a minute. You, you mean she just had an upset stomach? Jim, that stomach was so stuffed nothing could upset it. <laughs> But she had a fever. Mar- Margaret said so. You'd have a fever too if you'd eaten three boxes of doughnuts. <laughs> Probably ate the boxes too.
5: <laughs> Doctor Simmons, you mean that this whole business of quarantine was unnecessary? That's
2: right, unless you consider a human tapeworm contagious. Well, I'd better send all those kids home.
5: Jim Anderson. I certainly hope that you'll provide the proper degree of punishment for that child of yours.
2: Elizabeth. Just a minute, Elizabeth. Kathy didn't do this intentionally. She's only nine years old and she ate too much. Now, what's so horrible about that?
5: Now that I think of it, it was she who suggested that I bite into that, that apple.
2: (laughs) Elizabeth, she just wanted you to have a good time.
5: Well, I had a good time, but this wasn't it. Hector, are you going to take me home, or
2: do I have to drag you? Oh, all all right, dear. All right. Good night, Jim. I'm sorry it wasn't the measles. (laughs) Thanks, Hector, and thanks for everything.
3: Say goodbye to Margaret for it. Okay. Good night, Hector. Good night,
2: Doc. Good night, Hector. You know, Jim, there's just one very good reason why I never got married women. (laughs) Oh, it isn't that bad, Doc. No, but I'm too old to fence with them. They change too fast. I like something you can count on, like a good, faithful dog. Well, you can count on Kathy. It's always the wrong way, but you can sure count on it. We'll be back with the Andersons in a moment.
6: Mothers, you've probably heard Bran is good for you because it gives your family important keep-regular benefits. Uh, Perhaps you've even served it, but your family didn't rave about the flavor. Well, now, Post 40% Bran Flakes brings you a marvelous new flavor called Magic Oven Flavor, plus a new crisper texture. That's why Post 40% Bran Flakes are not only good for you, they also taste downright delicious. Now you can give your family the vital keep-regular benefits of bran in a cereal they're bound to enjoy. Next time you shop, remember.
0: For goodness sake, <laughs> eat Post Brand Flakes.
1: So good and so good for you.
6: Try the new 15 ounce family size package. You'll see why Post 40% Brand Flakes are bought and enjoyed by far more people than any other Brand Flakes. They're really good and so good for you.
2: Once again, the Andersons are at breakfast, and once again, the day is bright and clear. This time, however, there's an air of grim foreboding in the breakfast nook, a suspicion of
3: dark, dire things to come.
1: Children, when your father comes to the table, please try not to upset him.
3: Well, gosh, we didn't do anything.
1: I know, dear. I mean, I know you think you didn't do anything, but please be careful anyway creepers, it was certainly a long party, wasn't it, Mother? Yes, dear. Kathy, sit up straight. Your father's coming now.
6: Oh,
1: I'm scared.
2: Good morning, everybody. Good Good morning. 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 What a day. What a beautiful, wonderful day. How are you this morning, Kathy? Feeling better?
0: Yes, Daddy. I feel fine. Uh,
1: Jim, do you feel all right?
2: Never felt better in my life. Oh, say, here's something I want to show you. Found it in the paper this morning. Most wonderful bit of philosophy I've ever heard. It's called Formula for Contentment, and it's very simple. All it says is this. Just think how happy you'd be if you lost everything you have right now and then got it back again. Isn't that a wonderful thought? Peaceful home, three wonderful children, a lovely wife. You know, Margaret, I'm a very lucky guy.
1: Yes, dear, and... Speaking for the children and myself,
2: I'd say we're very lucky, too. Once a year, you have the chance to make one contribution toward all the services of the community chess. Give now. Give generously. Help your community chess serve the health, welfare, and recreational needs of all America and of our service men and women here and abroad. Join us again next week when we'll be back with Father Knows Best, starring Robert Young as Jim Anderson. Until then, good night and good luck from the makers of Post 40% Bran Flakes, the cereal preferred and eaten by far more people than any other Bran Flakes, and Instant Sanka, the delicious coffee that lets you sleep. In our cast were Rhoda Williams as Betty... Gene Vanderpile, Ted Donaldson, Helen Strom, Eleanor Audley, Herb Vigran, and Arthur Q. Bryan. Calcium is essential to a child's growth. And now there's calcium in hot wheat meal. Calcium helps build strong, sturdy bones. And now there's calcium in hot wheat meal. Calcium helps build good, strong teeth. And now there's calcium in hot wheat meal. Yes, a one-ounce serving contains one-third of your daily calcium needs. Serve your children calcium-enriched post-wheat meal... Kids love that nut-like flavor. Wheatmeal cooks instantly. Get new post-wheatmeal with more calcium than any other cereal, hot or cold. Father Knows Best was transcribed in Hollywood and written by Ed James. This is Bill Foreman speaking.
6: Tonight, play Truth or Consequences on the NBC Radio Network.